Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, Ed Oliver and Deolante Daniels. Today, we're going to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie. He, he had a lot of comments. He had a lot to say about his time in D.C. We're going to talk about what Kyle Kuzma and Wes Unsell Jr., the way they responded. It's the tale of two stories. We're definitely going to get to the bottom of this because we watched the games, of course, and we know what Wes Unsell Jr. said and Bradley Bill had said to Spencer Dinwiddie. So there's two different sides to the story. We're going to get into that. We're going to also get into the power rankings. The Wizards did move up a little bit. Also, we're going to talk about the West Coast road trip coming up and uh, a little bit about Porzingis. So let's get started. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so we're just going to do some reading and reacting to what Spencer said. If, if we did have the audio, we would play the interview. But um, Spencer Dinwiddie, he has had a couple of good games, so he's been doing a lot of press conferences, and he's had a lot to say, a lot to get off his chest. Um, it's not only Montrose Hero had things to say as well. Uh, he had the tweet after he got traded. So, And we all knew that once this trade happened, Guys are going to talk. Guys are going to have stuff to say as, you know, the locker room. And Spencer, the rumor that teammates did not like him and that he was a shell of himself. He did look like a shell of himself. Uh, uh, he did look like a shell of himself out there. Um, but the way he's been talking, it's like he's been placing blame on the Wizards. And that's where we disagree on the situation, you know. So, but let's get to um, a quick tweet. So he said the rumors did hurt him. After he got traded, that he got kicked out of the door. Um, he said, I think that's what hurt the most after a 36 point game. He said, I've never backed Washington. I've never said an ill thing about the team. In fact, I think the owner, Ted Mills, I think Tommy Shepard, the GM, and I think Bradley Bill for those three kind of collectively decided to give me a contract. They didn't have to pay somebody coming off of an ACL injury. I'm appreciative of that, appreciative of my team time there so to be bashed out on the way out of the door hurt my feelings for sure i think i'm human of course uh dinwiddie also goes on to say i do what i do and i don't do what i'm supposed to what i'm not supposed to do that goes one through 15 everybody here follows that type of mentality because we understand to win basketball games not just in the regular season but to win in the playoffs you need that talking about the mavericks now um he said i was fighting through for those guys talking about the guys on the wizards um, he said, when the role changed and they wanted me to pass more, they felt like I was scoring a lot. I did that. I took my foot off the gas scoring-wise because that's why they felt. And then here, here he name drops on some of the guys that they wanted to get more touches, as he says, as he alleges. He says, the team needed to get Kyle Kuzma and KCP and those guys shots. I said, look, I already got paid. This is about y'all trying to get the shots that y'all need, whatever. So to, kind of, so to get kind of kicked out of the door was a wild feeling. I hadn't really experienced that before, but I still have nothing ill to say other than, yes, it hurt my feelings. But just like anything else, you become cautiously optimistic about your new situation. So far, it's a great fit. I love what they asked me to do here, which is to get into the paint, and I'm going to continue to do that and continue to get to try to be of service. Also, he said in the beginning of the season when they were 10-3, and three, 
or 12 and five. He was the guy that hit game winners. He was the guy that hit clutch shots against Boston, against Indiana. He did also say that the article did not include that, but I did listen to the presser. He did bring that up as well, which is true. He did hit some game winners, but I just want to get your reaction to some of the quotes from Spencer. It's true. The part about him hitting big shots, he, he did, you know, he had, he had some big moments at one point I've said before, we was like, oh, he may be the Wizards' closer. He's the closer for the Wizards. But what I don't like and what irritates me is this whole, you know, I did nothing wrong. I, I just got kicked out the door. Where's the accountability? You know, you, you're telling me they told you to pass the ball more when we have countless quotes that we're going to get to from Wes Bradley Bill, the main guy on the team who vouched for you, etc., telling you to be more aggressive. But you're saying they told you to pass more. I'm not understanding. It's a dilemma here. Somebody's lying. And I just don't like this whole I, I didn't do anything wrong pretty much approach. Like, he didn't say anything about, oh, I could have played better in this aspect, though, or you know, be transparent about the about the fact that he struggled. He did because he did. He struggled. He played good early, and he was terrible on the ending days of his tenure as a Washington Wizard. There's no excuse for that. He had all the opportunity in minutes to make shots. What did his role have to do with him bricking all those shots, step threes, throwing all those grenade passes towards the end of the shot clock, looking right. like he's allergic to the paint? Right. Uh, only having what three shots, two shot attempts at in some games and zero points in come on going into the third and fourth quarter. A lot of players are in situations where maybe you know they're not the best fit or they don't have the best chemistry with guys, but they still do what they got to do and they hoop and then they work. Whatever happens, happens. Stop this whole excuse of the Wizards did this to me and they kicked me out and ah, blah blah blah. Like, bro, your job is the hoop, and you didn't hoop, and you got traded, and it may be a better situation for you. Good, but stop acting like it's all wizards, bro. Have some accountability in this. You were trash. Simple <laughs> as that. Yeah, um, Bradley Bill did vouch for him, you know, 100%. Um, Dinwiddie, he looked like shell, a shell of himself. Um, Wes, numerous numerous times at press conferences, told him to be aggressive. We'll get to some quotes, you know, that we found from some articles. We remember, we didn't forget. Um, he's trying to paint this picture where, you know, it's the Wizards' fault. You know, they told him to pass the ball to KCP, or they told him to pass the ball to Kyle Kuzma. There were many times where Spencer really should have got yanked, and Wes kept him in forever. The, the Clippers game where he should have got yanked, where he couldn't stop him. Not only was he bad defensive, offensively, but he couldn't stop anybody defensively. Um, a lot of the floaters that he threw up, you know, a lot of the sidestep threes, the grenade shots, he was pounding the ball. The pace was slow. And you look at the Wizards, how they improved after that. The, the big reason is point guard play. Ish Smith has been uh, pushing the pace. Tomas has been pushing the pace. Even Neto is pushing the pace. That's a, a big reason why we're getting better with shooting. We're, we're first place in three-point percentage since the trade deadline. There's a big reason for that. Um, Spencer, um, another, another quote I, I really didn't like is – um, you know, him saying, oh, they, they need to get shots for Kyle Kuzma and KCP. I already got paid, so it's whatever. That's the attitude that he put out there. And that's kind of the attitude that he definitely showed on the court. It definitely looked like he didn't want to be there at times uh, with the grenade passes and whatnot. 
Um, so yeah, it, 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 it's it, it really is ridiculous. They asked him to be aggressive numerous times. Honestly, he should have. West should have made him come come off the bench, um, but he stayed as a starter, and that's why he's playing better with with Dallas because they're asking him to come off the bench, where he's not he's not a number one option. He's not really a number two option. He's a six man mm-hmm. to come off the bench, and that's where he was best with the Nets. That's a big reason why it didn't work out here. So to hear him say um, different things like that and not having the accountability to say, hey, you know, I didn't play well on defense. A lot of my shots weren't falling. I was shooting like 20% from the field. Um, you look at some of the numbers, the four games without Bradley Bill before the trade deadline, he had 7.7 7 assists and six and six uh, boards, shooting 25% from the field, 23% from the three-point line, and 80% from the free throw line. And they went one and four in those last five games with with without Bradley Bill. And he played a lot better without Bradley Bill. When he played with Brad, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. So uh, but we're definitely going to get to some more comments about um, Kyle Kuzma, West Unso Jr. They took the high road in the comments that they heard from Spencer Dinwiddie. So we're going to get to that. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Now. Check out the Lockdown Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from your local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, D, um, do you have the coups in what's up, so junior quotes? If not, then I, I got them. Yeah, uh, I definitely got it. And before I get to them, I do want to say, Spencer Dinwiddie, the name dropping the KCP and Kuzma, I'm counting that as dry snitching. And it makes me wonder how that Montrez Harold KCP story got out of the locker room so fast. I right. wonder who who ran their mouth and dry snitched a little bit on that. But that's besides the point. We do have some comments here from Kyle Kuzma and Wes Unsell Jr. They took the high road, but you know, you can interpret kind of you know what they meant. Wes Unsell Jr. Um when he asked about when he was asked about players' role in Spencer Dinwiddie, he said, I'm not going to get into the accuracy of that statement. It's one of those things where organizationally it worked and he was aggressive early. We won a lot of games. Bottom line, we had to make a change. And to get something, we had to give up something. He's a really talented guy. He's playing well and he's healthy. We look forward to seeing the benefit of that trade. It is what it is. I think it's one of those things where we just have to move on and get past it. Kyle Kuzma also took the high road as well. He said, I'm sure if you go back to tidbits, I know I always said I wanted him to be aggressive. I know Brad always wanted to see him be aggressive, so I'm not. I'm just going to leave it at that. We're past that, honestly, but focus on the guys that are here, and we're all motivated to take that next step. And Kyle Kuzma's right. Bradley Bill, I looked at some old tweets back on December 16th. He said, obviously, I would love for him to be more aggressive, and I've told him that. Plenty of times. So this isn't anything new. Uh, Wes Unso Jr. also spoke on Spencer Dinwiddie being more aggressive. I mean, he said this is going back to December 3rd. He said 
that probably is a question for Spencer asking on. Um, he was asked about if he wanted Spencer to be more aggressive. He said, I would think he has to be more aggressive, especially early in the game. I know as a point guard, a lot of times you want to set the table, kind of get guys involved, and I think we can do both. I love to see him be a little bit more aggressive. That doesn't mean hunt shots, but a little more aggressive with his thrust up from thrust up the floor, attacking, getting to the line, but just to get that started sooner. But apparently the Wizards just wanted him to pass the ball more, and that's it. I, I don't know it. Yeah, a lot of it's not adding up. Like you said, I'm happy that Wes and, and Kuz, they took the high road. They're not going to get into that. They're not going to point the finger and he said, she said kind of stuff. The one thing he says that when the role changed and they wanted me to pass more, they felt like I was scoring a lot. He only had a couple games where he really scored a lot of points. Those were only the games without Bradley Bill, to be honest. There wasn't many games where he went off for like 25, 30. I remember the Indiana game, he had 36. But other than that, it was pretty pedestrian. I remember the Hornets game where he did take a lot of shots. He gets a LaMelo ball. And uh, he put up a, he put up a donut and had zero points. I do remember some of the games where he had some underwhelming games where he did shoot the ball a lot, and they just weren't falling for him. And then when he got sat down, other guys played, but Aaron Holiday had some games where he outplayed him. Howie Nettle had some games where he outplayed him. The offense was moving faster. The pace was getting pushed. We played better when he was not playing. The Jazz game, he got sat down. That's a game we won in Utah. That was a game where we were underdogs. But guess what? Aaron Holiday came in and brought a different dimension to the roster. Um, push the pace and we played a lot better. Um, like you said, Bradley Bill, obviously I would love for Spencer Dinwiddie to be more aggressive. And I've told him that plenty of times, plenty of times Bradley Bill has told him that. Um, and Spencer, you know, he was probably emotionally hurt as well when he tried to step up and be a leader and guys didn't receive that well because he said that in the presser too. So, you know, that probably hurt his ego as well. A lot of guys just had ego on the roster. Um, so that probably hurt him too. You know, he's, he keeps saying that, you know, being kicked out of the door, he was hurt. Him and Bertans, they they needed to be kicked out of the door. After the way they played, the fit, they both deserve to be kicked out of the door. And I'm happy we brought in Porzingis. I think it's a win-win for both sides. Um, I said that it's fair to say the Wizards won. I was kind of just joking about it. You know, I know a lot of Mavericks fans went crazy because I tweeted that. But I think if you look at it, both sides, you know, Spencer, the fit is he's a six-man. When he was good with the Nets, he was a six-man. I think Bradley Bill, as a GM, he probably evaluated it wrong. I did, too. I was happy when we brought Spencer in. Just looking at the surface, seeing that he was a scorer, he's going to get buckets. But the way he's playing well with the Mavericks right now, he's a six-man. And we add, we wanted Wes Unsell Jr. to switch it up and bring him off the bench. Him and Brad together was not working. He needed to come off the bench. Wes never did that. Now, I do fault Wes for that a little bit, trying to switch up the line. We asked Wes to switch the lineup numerous times, and he did not. Um, but yeah, just Spencer coming out and, and singing this song and painting this picture, you know, as Wizards fans, we know that's not true, but of course the national media and a lot of, you know, fans of Dallas, they're going to take that around. With it. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, it's an issue on both sides. It wasn't all Spencer fault. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't all of the Washington Wizards fault. So it's like in any relationship like you talk about boyfriend, girlfriend, it's never just <laughs> one side. You know, it's always you could have did something better, probably, and she could have did something better, probably. Uh, but the way Spencer was just making it seem is just all wizards. And I, I mean, if he has this whole if his attitude was, Well, I got paid, so it's whatever. Y'all yeah. go ahead and get y'all's. I can, I can understand why his leadership probably wasn't <laughs> met with, you know, oh yeah, I want to get behind this guy, Mr. <laughs> oh, I got paid, so. All right, go ahead and get y'all's then. Right. I mean, what kind of mindset is that? But 
Yeah. And then I mean, the whole – they wanted to sit him for 15 games. Of course, he declined. You know, we don't know how true this is. Maybe he – because the stipulation in his contract is that, well, he has to play 50 games each year. So, of course, he turned down that 50 game, 15-game sit-down. He's like, no, I want to play these 50 games so I can get this uh, guaranteed money that I got coming up because, you know, they had all those incentives in this contract. Um, but, yeah, like you said, that's not a good leader saying, oh, I got paid, so y'all go ahead and do what y'all want to do. That's the worst thing in leadership. And a lot of guys were on that agenda. You know, Bradley Bill said it himself. A lot of guys on one-year deals trying to get paid. The rotation was crazy as well. Um, not all of it's on Spencer. Some of it is on West. Some of it's on Brad, too. There's a lot of, you know, blame to go around. But for him to come out there and say this, that he's heard he got kicked out the door, when he earned to get kicked out the door, he earned that right. So it, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's a little frustrating to hear this. But, you know, like I said, I'm ready to move on. I'm happy Chris Epps is here. Hopefully he stays healthy. It can be a win-win for both teams, uh, but we had to get those guys out the door. Yeah, it was just time for a change. And like you said, it could be one of those things where is is a good trade for Washington and it's a good trade for Dallas. I mean, at the end of the day, somebody needed to go, and that's what happened. I mean, it's as simple as that. The locker room was just toxic. It was bad energy in there. And it was good for both parties to go their separate ways. Right. Yeah. So, but we do want to get to the power rankings real quick. The Wizards did move up one spot. Uh, it doesn't really matter much, but I do want to read what the article said on NBA.com. I thought that was um, very telling of what's going on right now. Um, it says the Wizards lost a big game on Friday against the Hawks, which they did, which was a very wonderful game. But they're still only two two games behind Charlotte, Brooklyn, and Atlanta for the playing spot. Plus, they now have Chris Porzingis, who made his debut on Sunday and scored 25 points in a little more than 21 minutes in a win over the Pacers. He played exclusively, exclusively at, the, at the five spot. Thomas Bryant was a DNP, which we talked about. And he had more free throw attempts in those 21 minutes, 10, than the Wizards had a team as a team two nights earlier. That was huge. Um, they said Porzingis' first bucket on Sunday on the first possession of the game was assisted by Kyle Kuzma, who has averaged 4.3 minutes of possession and a team-high 6.4 assists over the last 10 games since the Wizards traded Spencer Dinwiddie, up from 2.4 minutes and 2.8 assists prior to that. Over those 10 games, the Wizards have scored 11 more points per 100 possessions with Kuzma on the floor than they have with him on the bench. The Wizards have potentially big games in Atlanta and Charlotte in the final week of the season, but they have more games remaining against the West than they have against the East. They've lost their last six against the opposite conference, set to begin a four-game trip in L.A. on Wednesday. Any thoughts on the um, article? It sounds good. You know, it sounds about right. Uh, when I Before we started recording, I thought the Wizards, I guess, I said they were 22, and they ended up being 21. Uh, they moved up from 22. But, yeah, they – Middle of the pack team, not the worst, not the best. Kind of like, you know, lose a couple games, win a couple games. So that West Coast trip will be big. Um, looking at the standings right now, Kate Cunningham just made his second free throw with 1.2 seconds left in the fourth. So the Pistons are up 101, 100 as we speak. So that's big when you're, if you're looking at, you know, playing watch, if you want to play and watch. <laughs> so that West Coast trip is big, though. You know, they got the Clippers coming up next. That won't be an easy task, even though I know they just got blew out by the struggling New York Knicks. The Knicks finally found a way to win a game. But I'm sure the Clippers will be coming and looking for revenge. And 
oh, the Wizards got to revenge themselves, man, for that 35-point debacle, you know, at the end of the day. So, standings, I mean, power rankings, sounds about right. All in yeah. all. 21st, yeah. Um, so, the next the next couple games, the, the West Coast road trip coming up, um, and tomorrow we have Aaron Soroka coming on uh, to talk about Denny. Uh, he's very well known. Um, talking basketball from is from Israel, so make sure you guys t- uh, stay tuned for that episode. So today we're gonna go over some of the next games. We would do it tomorrow, but like I said, we do have a special guest to talk about Denny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played the West Coast road trip on Wednesday. We played the Clippers in LA, and then we played the Lakers in LA. Of course, on Friday night we have a back to back Friday and Saturday, and then we play the Warriors. So those next four games, how you feeling about those games, and uh, what's your record prediction for the next four? Next four games. Let me get them on my my monitor here. Okay. Clippers. <laughs> I think they lose to the Clippers. I'm sorry. Lakers. I think they lose to the Lakers. I think they start off 0-2. Portland. They snatch a dub. Golden State. They catch an L. I I think they go one three one and three on this trip. They I mean they can beat the Clippers. They can beat the Lakers. Those are winnable games. Even though LeBron and the Wizards just are, he does terrible things to us. So I don't ever I don't really like going against LeBron. But oh no, man, I'm seeing one and three. But I could see them getting a dub in against the Clippers. I could see an L in Lakers. Still, I would say dub in Portland L. So I could see two and two. I say one and three, two and two. One of those. I think I'm confident about that. One and three or two and two. Yeah, we did sweep the Lakers last year. We did beat them with LeBron uh, in LA. I remember Denny strapped up LeBron in the clutch. Mm-hmm. Russ had a good game. Brad had a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we we've had we had we've had some good good um good games against LeBron as of late. Of course, mm-hmm. through the whole career has been rough. <laughs> um, you know, just whispering in Gilbert's ear and whatnot. I hate I hate it when that happened. Um. But all the games are are winnable. Like yeah, the Clippers, are. the Lakers aren't playing good ball right now. They're losing to the Spurs. The Blazers are, you know, they're they're twenty five and thirty eight. You know, they're they're not a good team. You know, we can't really say anybody's not a good team. And the Warriors actually have not been playing well either. Um, they lost. They just lost to the Lakers. They lost like ten out of their lost last thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. They got some Draymond's been out in and out of the lineup. Clay Thompson's still getting his feet wet and getting back in the lineup. Um, they got a couple guys out. I think Andre Iguodala, you know, he's he's what, 50 years old now. He's not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they're they're vulnerable. I'll say that. And we we beat the Warriors. We swept the Warriors twice last year. We swept the Warriors last year too. And it, it doesn't mean anything at all. But the Clippers, we got to get our revenge. I have us losing to the Clippers. The Clippers are actually playing pretty well right now. They're 34 yeah. and they won mm-hmm. a couple of their last games. Reggie Jackson has been on a tear. Um, and they got some bigs. They're gonna. They're going to try to be more physical with Porzingis, mm-hmm. um, like Zubats, you know, Marcus Morris, guys like that. But I, I still think he should win that matchup. The Lakers, um, that's a really winnable game, too. They have mm-hmm. not been playing good ball. I'm going to say we lose to the Clippers, we beat the Lakers, we beat the Blazers, and we lose to the Warriors. So I'm, I'm going to go two and two. So you say two and two. Okay. Yeah, I, I think two and two is realistic. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I could see them beating the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe beat the Clippers, lose to the Lakers. I don't know. One of those, one of those games, one of those LA games can be a dub. So I'd say two and two, two and two. 
If they get three and one, I'd be impressed. If they get four and oh, I'd be shocked. So two and two sounds good. <laughs> um, and before we end it off, Ed, score update. The Pistons fouled John Collins with like 1.6 seconds left, and he yeah, made one right. free throw and missed the other. So they're heading to OT. So oh, the Pistons are oh no, yeah. They're taking it. They're going to lose. But um, what was uh, what impressed you the most before we do wrap up? What was what impressed you the most from Chris Porzingis last night? And what do you want to see from him on the four game? Just, the, road trip? just the, the gravity, you know, the attention that he demands down there. If he has because he's usually always going to have a size matchup unless, you know, Gobert's down there, Capella's down there, Joel's down there, etc. Mm-hmm. But against other guys like against the Pacers. He'll be able to take advantage of those mismatches, have that size advantage, and just draw that, have that gravity towards him and leave other guys open. And it's going to be real dangerous if Bradley Bill, who I expect to return, is there. And it takes a lot of pressure off him. It takes a lot of pressure off Kuzma. He already spoke about that. So I say the thing I was most impressed about was just the attention he drew, man. I haven't seen a big on the Wizards draw attention like that in, I don't know, maybe since I've been a fan. Right. Yeah. Bradley Bill. Yeah. I think this definitely is, he's going to stay anyway, but this definitely will give him some more incentive to stay. And I'm excited to see him and Kuz and, and Porzingis play together. I really want to see the chemistry with him and Kuz and Denny. I think him and Denny can have a good pick and roll, pick and pop. Same thing with Kyle Kuzma. Uh, of course, just want to see him stay healthy. What impressed me is the same thing with you two, just the way he attracted a double team. He was able to pass and had that hockey assist. Um, like you said, we just don't have a lot of guys that command a double team. And that teams have the game plan for. And it felt like we were actually – we actually made a team adjust to us instead of adjusting to a team. So it felt right. good for once. Um, so I just want to see him uh, knock down some threes, run the floor, get a couple dunks, block shots, rim protect. We need a rim protector. And it helps Gaffer come off the bench too. I think Gaffer's better yeah. off coming off the bench. But, uh, yep, we'll just wrap it up there. We just had to um, get the truth here at a, at, a, at a, the Spencer Dinwiddie situation because he's been running wild with stuff and – you know, we know Kuz and West are going to take the high road, so we definitely had to set set, set everything straight. Yeah, uh, it's just the the take some accountability. That's all I ask. You know, <laughs> it wasn't all your fault, Spence. I agree. Some things could have been better. You, you looking good in Dallas. I don't, you know, I'm not the type of guy to wish anybody to play bad. If you hoop, you hoop. If you don't, you don't. That's how I look at it. But let's not act like, Oh, the Wizards told me to stop being aggressive, blah, blah, blah. And then me reading all these comments saying the complete opposite thing of what you're saying they told you to do. You know, stop the boy cry, the the, the world against me type of thing. (laughs) I don't know. Stop that. Right. Definitely. But we just want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube and hit the notification bell as well. And uh, thanks for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get a podcast. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace.